special early handicapping pick pod for Thanksgiving week. It's a holiday, but we are not resting. We got a full house here for this baby. Now, if you haven't listened to it, we got the closing the book on week 11 already out there for you. And this is coming out on Tuesday later in the afternoon, Eastern time. And this is going to be the Thursday games discussed with the night game only getting half a handicap. So the first two and then half a handicap. And then we're going to be back early Thursday, overnight Wednesday, with our same game parlay on the night game and a Friday handicap all in one pot. And then Thursday early again will be the weekender that has the Sunday and Monday. If you're not subscribed, now's the time because there's a lot of stuff coming during the holidays, especially when the schedule isn't as specific and unwavering. We got A.J. Hoffman. We got Steve Fezzik. We got... Scott Seidenberg. 10 and 0. 10 and 0. So, now, and we got Mackenzie Rivers now. Let's talk about how hot we are. But first, we got one little housekeeping thing. Well, not little, but a housekeeping thing. So there's the war in Ukraine. There's the war with uh, Gaza and the Hamas and the Israelis. And you know what? It's Thanksgiving time. There's a lot of heated debate throughout the country. And you know what? None of that helps me make money. And you know what? I like money. And you know what? If you like politics, I like politics a lot. But money helps you have a say in politics. So what we really believe, right or wrong, a vote. Uh, absolutely nice. right. What's more important, a vote or <clears throat> five thousand? Being able to buy votes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> buying. You know. But but I'm 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 being funny. But I, here's what I know: there's a lot of serious, smart people that believe certain sides of debates like this, and then most likely, in most cases, there's serious smart people on the other side. Then sometimes things get a little fringier, so it's like, you know, I'm not sure if serious smart people could be... You know what? All of that takes a sober assessment that everyone doesn't necessarily agree with. So, on Twitter, imagine that, there's been some talk, you know, Mackenzie in the lead with it, quite frankly, and it's some stuff that a lot of people disagree with. And to the point where when I see the backlash, I'm thinking, you know what? What's the point of this? If someone wants to start their own Twitter account, like a side one, and talk politics, hey, great. In fact, if you wanted to, you know, do it. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But if it's a Twitter account I'm promoting, it's not going to be a distraction. And it's not going to make it where people within a company are disagreeing. And the fact of the matter is that, that um, Mackenzie and Scott disagree on something. I think it's fair to say McKenzie is, in hindsight, thinking he had the wrong wording uh, at minimum. Would you agree with that, McKenzie? I would. And I think that it's something that shouldn't be discussed publicly because it doesn't serve any purpose. It's been discussed rigorously, I must say, between them. And Scott's had his say. And I feel like it's been, I don't know if resolved is a word, but agree to disagree would you agree with that, Scott? Yeah, I think everything's taken care of. And like you said, we're here to make money. Yes. And we're here to help the listeners make money. And I, I respect political podcasts. That's not what this is. And occasionally I'll rhapsodize on stuff, but I don't think it's things that are too con- – I mean, people are going to disagree with it. But if you think if someone's a Democrat or someone's a Republican, that's offensive – then we're not going to get, you know, I'm, I, I think some of the smartest people I know are Republicans and some of the smartest people I know are Democrats. 
And thus, I don't think it's one is necessarily more righteous than the other. I'm a libertarian, right? Now, these days, libertarians seem to be more towards the right, but not always, right? So I'm, I think that, that everyone should have the right to do what they want if it doesn't hurt someone else. And I want the government to only do what they have to do. And I'd rather keep the money in the private sector. That's my belief. And you know what? There's some brilliant people that disagree with me on that. That's fine. Right? But when it gets into stuff about life and death and war, it gets, it gets too heated. And there's all kind of channels for that. This isn't it. And I'm happy everyone's had their say. And, you know, I feel like we can move on with it. And what do you think, Fez? You're the least political person I know. Does, did that sound good? You like that approach? It does. And, you know, I just want to disclose that I grew up with the risk map. You know, mm-hmm. playing dominant world domination. Yeah, Ukraine was enormous, so I know where the, the Ukraine is approximately. But it wasn't called the Ukraine then, was it? What was it called? It was Ukraine. just called Ukraine. Oh, okay. And it was, an, it was and enormous. Now it's the Ukraine. It's like the Ohio State I University. Guess so, yeah. Speaking of that, AJ, how you feel? What's the line? Early line in that the cheaters versus Ohio it State. Was, uh, the last I saw was seven. Who's favored? Uh, Michigan. Yeah, it's seven. No. Oh no. No, it was. It's uh, no. the last. The last I saw was six. I don't know what it is today. To- right. Total forty six and a half. Three and a half. Ooh, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. That's what I saw. It opened Money's at seven. Down. It opened at seven. Yeah, that was a seven. And you didn't take the rubber band off. No. Then you got to love Michigan at three and a half. Love them. You no. can't. You can't not bet seven and not bet three and a half. No, I can. How? Because I don't love Michigan right now. <sighs> You know, you know, RJ brings up a, gr- a great point in terms of betting. So, it, by example, like you see an NFL game that was like a three and a half, right? Mm-hmm. And you said, nah, pass, right? Yeah. Don't want plus three and a half. And then it closes at two and a half, right? Uh-huh. And almost by definition, let's say assume nothing has changed, right? Yeah. Well, now wait a minute. If you didn't like plus three and a half, you have to like minus two and a half. You, you, there's no other way around it. If you. In that case, if you're willing to bet like fifty-two, like like the sliver bets, but but I think if it goes to pick them, it makes the case very extremely. Yeah, right? whenever there's a big line move, if you didn't bet the original number, like like a, a line move from ten to six, you're like, if you weren't taking plus ten, you probably should be interested in minus six. See, now that's interesting though. I think if it's a game you fully handicap, that's yes, true. not just a but 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 not a game that's like you, if you don't know enough to take the set. Yeah. Right, right. If you're not confident and you don't even have a power rating on Sun Belt team, well, that's different. Yeah. I do think it's curious, and we'll talk about this more on the uh, main pod this week. Okay. But I find it very curious that Michigan couldn't beat a high state like for 20 years. And then all of a sudden, they beat him twice. <laughs> we should have known, like Tim Donahue style, that there was something weird going on. This is the first time in something like 15 or 20 years that Michigan's been favored in this game. And you got to wonder, now that they don't have the illegally gotten edge of deception and cheating. Or do they? No, because high State's going to change all the signals and everything, oh, okay. right? So, I mean, there'd be no way they could. There so, could be no debating that the best Halloween costume of all time was, like, during a Nebraska game, they showed, like, someone wearing, like, a big billboard. And he, he, he's like, I work for the University of Michigan. He's got binoculars and, like, a clipboard. He's taking notes, spying. <laughs> But 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 think about it. If someone hasn't won something for decades, hardly, and then they start winning, shouldn't, and then we find out they cheated, doesn't it seem almost certain that that cheating is, was a deciding factor? Yes. It does, doesn't <coughs> it? Yeah. Oh, check. 
<clears throat> Excuse me, I, I, had to, I had something in my throat. Yeah, Sorry. no. And if, and if Belichick didn't, Ugh. if Belichick didn't win before and after, <laughs> you know. But but I, again, you could make the case during those games. I agree with you. Now, one other question, AJ. Um, did I hear right that Harbaugh accepted the three game suspension? Yeah. Now I heard. Uh, I think it was um, John Middlecoff said, "Oh, he'll he'll." This was about a week ago. He said he will. Um, Coach a high state game for sure. They gave him three. They gave him three games. He'll go in and we, uh, go. What's it called? Appeal it, and they'll knock down a game so he's there for the Michigan and high state. Is that what you thought? Uh, yeah. The fact that he took the deal means, oh my God, is he afraid of an investigation? Yeah. Well, no, you know what happened. What happened was they presented Harbaugh and his side with the evidence, and then Harbaugh withdrew. And said, I'll accept the suspension. So he didn't know that they would actually uncover what he did. Once he saw they had the goods, he said, I want no, I want this to go no further. All we know is that once he was presented with the evidence, oh, he appealed, he accepted the three. He spent a lot of time this season suspended. <laughs> a lot of time. I mean, how how much more guilty could someone be than that? I, I don't think there's any question that he's guilty. I, I, I think this was an admission of it. The but fact that a, he just said. More, it's more than what we has been reported. Because what would he have to fear if they just verified I, what's been reported? I don't know what the big deal is. He broke a few rules. Why is everyone so up in arms about this? Well, because when you, because the integrity of the game is at risk. You're just scouting your opponents. No, I don't it, get it. it. No, it's not just scouting. It's illegal to send. I mean, my understanding of the rules is you can't send a representative from your school to their physical game. Yes, that's the thing. Right. Which mm. I think is absurd, but well, but it's the rules. It seems the rules, like you're yeah. rolling through some stuff. A lot of people said we should be legal, no, yeah, but they I got mean, caught with fifty pounds, and they did fifty. You're years. right. The, yeah. the rules are the rules, and it, whether it's dumb or not, he should, he's mm. he definitely shouldn't be dumb enough to get caught doing it. My <laughs> my thought is there's something more to it. I agree. Uh, there has to be because he's here's the thing. He gets to coach in, if they make the playoffs. And he's going to go to the NFL. He'll take any job. He's getting out of college. This is the end. That's your, your new Chargers coach, probably. Vegas needs a coach. So that, that, him and Herbert will be perfect. They'll lose together. <laughs> They'll lose together. I told you before the season, AJ, take a high state, didn't I? You did. High state's a lot better than you thought they were, aren't they? No, they're not. You thought they were this good? No, I don't think they're that good. What, what, they've been do- like they dominate every game pretty much. They, they don't beat, dominate. They beat anymore. Penn State more handily than Michigan did. That's true, but Penn State's the the biggest disappointment of all of them. What was? But, but it's a relative score. Between what was the pre flop um, during the summer? What was the Ohio State Michigan line? The, the like seven. It was seven it? seven and a half. Was the um, game of the year line? Who was favored? Michigan. Michigan. Okay, so think about this. So Michigan, by all accounts has massively exceeded expectations. Many say are saying they're the best team in the country right now. I don't think they've exceeded no, I expectations. I think they've met expectations. I think they, they, haven't really really? Played a, they haven't played a tough game except Penn State. How can you how can you say that when people no one said Michigan was the best team in the country? Most going people into said the they were the second best team in the yeah, country. Yeah, but not the first Georgia. but 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 not but, but well, not number one. And they're not number people, one anymore now. All right, fair enough. Fair so enough. I mean, so they're they're about number they're two. Ba- so they're basic, they so they're basically where where we expected them to be. And they were laying seven F. And now they're laying three and a half. I mean, so, Ohio State's so, four so points So only better. a madman could argue that Ohio State has not exceeded expectations. Hey, I agree. Well, they're laying three and a half. They're, what they if, were laying seven and a half. There's been a so Ohio State's right. been upgraded four points. Well, has Ohio State been upgraded four points, or is Jim Harbaugh not coaching in the game like he was expected to be? It, 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 but how much? It, you think it, that it doesn't be, matter. You're really you going to say that doesn't matter? It how does, much? You think the it market moves the line? says it doesn't matter. Hasn't moved the line at all. The market the games that he's missed. 
The markets have the, the right, whether it was in or out, the markets didn't move at all. That's well, not so true. The, the markets rating. have moved. Like the, the, well, let's think about this rationally. What do you think a coach is worth A to Z? Meaning if you had Harbaugh versus an average coach, how many points a game? Uh, a, a point or two. All right, let's say two. But wouldn't you agree that the recruiting is a big chunk of that? Mm-hmm. And then the, the coaching of the week is a big part sure. of that? And, and he's all, able to do all that stuff. And all the preseason. So it's really only game, game day. Des- decisions. You're right. And he's not a play caller. He like he, he but half a point, I think, at most. Right? I mean, they're You're laying, right. they're laying 18 to Maryland. If he had been on the sideline, it would have been 19. No, Probably. I think we're because well, that line's a half point's worth less of so a point, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a point, right? Yeah. So all I know is this high state succeeded expectations. We reload, we don't rebuild. And here we are. In Michigan, this is their fate complete. This is the end of Michigan as a national power probably ever. So congratulations on cheating your way to two wins. <laughs> you've now, you've now, as an alum of Ohio State or the Ohio State University, I'm saddened by your need to cheat. But at least you didn't sell tattoos or maybe, whatever. Maybe their lines, so lines can go to the Super Bowl. The, the lines? The That's lines. not Michigan. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's Michigan State. It's not the University of Michigan. Oh, everybody. Detroit's working class. University of Michigan got a lot of highfalutin That's people true. that think they're That's cool. True. They're not cool. They're nerds and losers. <laughs> That's my take on it, at least. That fit right. Fair in. take. <laughs> I can't, you know what is? I, I can't think of the way to craft this tweet yet. But here's the tweet: something like this. You know, Michigan during the COVID year refused to play a high state. I didn't know that. I didn't no, know that they refused. Like, they, I knew no, the game didn't no, happen. I they didn't were know they supposed, refused. They canceled it. They literally canceled the game. I remember that. Yeah. They, they said, were going to get killed. We're going to get beat so bad, we're going to go stay home and watch TV. We got a breakout. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and now Harbaugh doesn't show up for this one. So it bookends. Hmm. It's a kind of a bookend to his career. Yeah. 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 He, he's a massive favorite not to be at Michigan next year. This How? is this is the Pete Carroll one one. He'll get like the, the Bears. They'll get the death penalty. Probably. No, they were I don't think this is good. like I don't think this is uh egregious <laughs> enough more, for I think it's more than it seems. Because why wouldn't he just hope to susp- he wants to coach the high state game and Big Ten can't suspend him from the college playoffs. The last game that mattered was this game. Oh, the Big Ten championship game. Oh, but they, they were going to win that without him. Probably. If he could have coached here. If he scores six points, plus, he win the Big Ten championship. And plus, they're not going to even be in that game. So what's the difference? <laughs> exactly. All right. We'll talk more. Well, we've had our say, but I'll probably just say the same thing again differently. <laughs> All right. Speaking of a say, the hotness here, other than me, is unbelievable. All right. So we've been you've been hearing about AJ, right? Now, he's... I got to be honest with you, he's a little high on his horse right now because I got the tweet or the, the private message or the text, I guess you'd call it, and it says, Scott went 5-0 and again. So wait, wait, I go, he went 5-0 and last week. So he's on a 10-0 and run. Now you think that's awesome. Maybe people should let him have his you know time in the sun. AJ comes up with the, well, I just went a paltry 4-1. and one. So it was one of those. Okay. <laughs> but wait a minute. Who's the one who who announced that Scott went five and zero? Yeah, just for you to. You no, did. no, no. But but it's interesting because my tweet was very so. Again, my text back to the group was very self-deprecating. I said one guy's ten and zero. One guy is sixty-five percent over two seasons. That's AJ, and one guy is number two in the circa millions right now. Fez. And then there's me. That was funny. (laughs) It was self-deprecating and true right now that I'm fourth on that list. 
But AJ responds and says, but I'm only four and one. <laughs> well, what was the motivation of that? To make him, diminish him or what? So what? you think I pumped up that he went five and zero oh in order to diminish him? But what, or was it that you saw he got my attention? You thought I better make sure RJ knows he I went four and one. Or what was your? No, thing? I knew you would ask me what I went anyway. Ah, but I was. At I, the time, I didn't even think about at it at the time. I was fr- I was frustrated <laughs> with the one loss. Is who was your loss? It was the, the Miami Dolphins. Ah, I like that too. Hmm. Well, you got so lucky in that Cleveland game. So I mean, I didn't get lucky. In that oh, game. It, it was a coin flip by Fez's own admission. It was a coin every flip. Steelers game's a coin flip. It was exactly. a minus one. Of course, it was a coin flip. But, but, they, saying, but they win every coin flip. But when you win a coin flip, you should you're lucky by definition. All right. So anyway, these guys are red, red hot. All right. But Fez has a chance to win a million dollars. So and then we'll never see him again. Oh, no, we will. He'll be part of our pregame at that just point. Just be intolerable. <laughs> it won't change him at all. He's going to come no, in a macho man robe. I don't, no, I don't think it would. <laughs> I think he, listen, when you're maxed out at ego, you can't add any more ego. <laughs> if anything, it will actually take his ego down. Because let's be honest, your ego has always exceeded your standing in the eyes of society, right? No comment. So, <laughs> so if you get ri- risen up, r- raised up in the eyes of society, it will make you have to compensate less. Think about it. I'm gonna have to think about that. As I'm, I, I can I'm pro- have to hire a guy named Virgil to like take care of my problems <laughs> too. I can tell. I can promise you this. When I had some success in my life, it it, it certainly lessened my idea of being. A braggart or being, you know, like to whatever degree when I was compensating for, I thought the world misunderstood me. They didn't appreciate me. There was a lot more over the top. Like I want attention. Like just think of McKenzie, the way he is, right? Look, he wants attention. Me, 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 me. But once you have a, t- a lot of success or some success, you need less of that. Wouldn't you say that's I, true? I, 100%. Yeah. So I think if you won this, it'd be even less of your overcompensating for your insecurities. Yeah. <laughs> At least it was for me. Okay. <laughs> Ah. Okay. So Fez explained to us the ebbs and flows of this week. He went three and two. He's still in second place, but he started three and oh and had two more games to go. Loser, loser, three and two now, still in second. This goes for about 20 minutes. We're going to go to that first and then we're going to come back and handicap the games for you. Let's listen. Usually I would say Fez is the guy, regardless. But you could make the case on some days, some weeks, it's a close call. Uh, maybe we'd want so-and-so. Not any known name necessarily, but someone that's leading the, let's say, circa millions. Well, we got a guy who is, if Casey would have covered, would have been leading the circa millions. Now we project second, three and two this week. Steve Fezzik, how you feeling? It's all about the order, right? So I would have been feeling great. If I had lost my first two games and then gone right, so three you, in a row. Who were your picks? So I had Cleveland. Okay. Ooh. Had that one the whole way. Now let me ask you a question. When you sent me the stuff for the Super Contest, you had Cleveland ninth on your list. Mm-hmm. So was there a, a different line? Or? There was a different line. What was the line? In it the, was one was pick and one was minus one from memory. That, and it swung you from number nine down? Yes. Wow, okay. Now, there could have been a small movement in the marketplace also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so, okay, so part Cleveland? of it, too, is I look at both the contests. And I, now, i got to be honest, too. Like, when I see a better line in one contest versus the other, mm-hmm. I just naturally, like, bump 
<laughs> I bump it up higher in my weightings for the contest. In the contest, I get the very best number. Yeah, but but I think that there's two ways to think about that because Circa releases the lines um, typically, though it's different this week, right? So you're aware they're, they're releasing them 24 hours. Yes, before. on Tuesday. Yeah, uh, but typically it's um, the Super Contest Wednesday, late afternoon Pacific time, Thursday for Circa. So if the line changed in that time, it wouldn't be any statement, mm-hmm. right? But but I think if if Circa made a statement by saying, "Hey, same market, but we're going to go half point one direction," you got to take that seriously, right? Yes, but I don't. Frankly, I mean, I'm buddies with Jeff Benson, and mm-hmm. he wouldn't mind me saying this. Yeah, I don't really care who Circa likes on Tuesday because mm-hmm. by Thursday they might like the other side. You know, some, there's so much they don't have all their discovery information. Mm-hmm. Let me give an example. The but, limit, but, but the key would be what they like on Thursday because that's when they put out the lines, right? Well, no, the key, I, the later in the week it gets. Let me give mm-hmm. you an example. So tonight's, guess what the limit was on sides? This is on the app. You just get on, get on your phone and make this bet. Mm-hmm. Guess what they were taking? Hundred thousand. Uh, Two hundred thousand. Don't even have to be there. Don't even have to like count out like like twenty bricks to bet it. You can just you can just pop, take your little finger if you have a two hundred thousand balance and you can go ahead and bet on it. Guess what the limit is? How many times do they make you confirm that? Is it just because sometimes I fall asleep when I'm on <laughs> and I accidentally hit a button? Yeah. They, so you put in your bet and then they ask you, "Are you sure?" You know, type of That's thing. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Yes. Mm, now right. I think I'm pretty <laughs> sure. In the settings that you can, but, but this is far, this is beyond my pay grade yeah. of, of technological advances to be able to say, here's the maximum amount I'm allowed to bet on any one bet. I think that they, I think there's that option. I'm not certain so of that. So 200,000 with two taps of the finger. Yes. It takes me signing three times to take 700 out of the bank, it seems like. <laughs> but go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so by contrast, let's say you want to bet on Green Bay, Detroit, right? Coming up mm-hmm. on Thursday. Guess what the limit on that one is? Five thousand. Exactly. Okay. So okay. circa is literally. I mean, I mean, I know that the limit would forty be lower. times as much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, that's that's crazy. Now, here's why: circa doesn't think their handicappers are or, or guys behind the counter are great handicappers. If they were, they probably probably wouldn't be behind the counter. If they were great, right? Because it's better not to have a boss, whatever. But they think they can read. Their batters so well and know what the sharp side is. Yeah, and they call that price discovery. Mm-hmm. And the discovery is that you know what the what the best betters in the world are. And sometimes the best betters, you know, we're not all in a union smoking cigars, and we're like, okay, so you're, in, you're in that the, group. <laughs> the Kansas City's the play. I mean, there's always <laughs> you know you know people that are on oppo sides. Not always, but I mean, there's always some guys that will like the other side. Oh, I agree. Like some sharps, like Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's talk about that game real quick. Sure, that a fascinating with. game. So, I mean, what was your takeaway at the end of it? Did you like if it, we played everything the same, meaning entering the game, the randomness would be different? Would you like it as much, less, more? What? I think two and a, it was properly lined. Cleveland mm-hmm. as a modest favorite. Mm-hmm. All right, so okay. at pick at Pickham. I th- I would bet Cleveland again. Mm-hmm. Now I know you could say that boy, this was truly a coin flip at the end of the game. At some point, like Warren broke the seventy-yard touchdown run, so he had Pittsburgh had the one long run, and you can say, well, that's what Warren does. He's very good. That's He's fast. Good. But linebacker missed the tackle for Cleveland, or it's an eight-yard gain. And if they don't get that run, then 
if you look and uh, but they did get it. But if they don't get it, and you look back, then all the stats are going to skew towards oh well, Cleveland should have won this game by six. But then again, can I just take that and throw it in the garbage can? No, I probably should give dude a forty yard run instead of a touchdown run. But given he gets that run, well, now all of a sudden Cleveland was very lucky to win. I think. Now, wouldn't you say that? Um... How would you characterize how the quarterback did for the Browns compared to expectations? I think well below. I mean, well I, below. Yeah, I, I did not think they had any. I mean, they won with their defense. They mm-hmm. they did nothing offense. They got ten points the entire game, and then they got a drive. He did um, better than Kenny Pickett EPA per play. Right, Pickett was minus point two nine EPA, and uh, Pickett did very poorly also minus point one eight. Yeah, I think. Um, hmm. I think Pittsburgh actually is better. I mean, the question is how good are the Browns? Because the Browns just beat Baltimore with with their quarterback that wasn't playing all that well. But this D is the best D in the league, I think it's fair to say, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm not even sure who yeah. would be competitive with it because they don't seem to have – I mean, I guess they had that Colts game, but they don't have the bad games, it seems like. And that was not a game – that game was full points. Level, yeah. yeah, but not not, not full yardage. What's, what's interesting on my notes here, I know Pittsburgh was winning the yardage the entire game. Mm-hmm. But then but they I lost see, at the end. At the, exactly. So if you would have said before the game started – and we talked about this, and I said, yeah. I said, RJ, if Cleveland wins the yardage, they're favored to win the game. Well – not if they only win by 10. If you said Cleveland wins the yards by 10, I'd be like, I'm betting Pittsburgh plus two and a half. Thank you very much. Now, there were 17 punts in this game <laughs> combined, nine for Pittsburgh, eight for Cleveland. Um, this year, there's only been four times that there's been 17 punts or more. And all the games either have the Browns in them or the Giants in them. <laughs> yeah. The Giants and the Browns in all four of the games. So you're saying if they play each other, that we should play that game under. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Uh, well, well, just like the Giants and the Jets, in a way. <laughs> well, mean, this goes back to we talk. Remember, we talked about how many drives the teams are going to get. Mm-hmm. Well, we know they got seventeen <laughs> at least, and I guess they got five other scores. So maybe that's twenty-two, right? So that's interesting. So it, it doesn't seem to really matter how good you are on offense. You get twenty to twenty-two drives. Well, the Jets are so bad, though, to be in that category. The Bills put up thirty-eight, and they don't go over the total. What thirty-nine and a half? <laughs> so, um, or or I. I well, no, 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 I guess it was a. What was the final of that game exactly? 36 to 6. Let me see. Let's say 32 to 6. 32 yeah, to 6. Yeah, and it, it, 39 and a half was the total. Um, exactly. You know, and that was my second winner. I, right. had, I had Buffalo minus 7. And I got to be honest, this is. And, and if you're going to do well in a contest, this just has to happen. Buffalo minus 7. Now, was that a line? What was the line at the time you put that 7. in? 7.25. So, was how much of that was the, you, you going that way versus your handicap? Uh, 50-50. Okay. I, li- I liked Buffalo, and I liked the, the fact the line was moving, and, and I got to pick five plays, right? Mm-hmm. So this is this is kind of like the luck of the draw. So um, we had a little instance where like there uh, there was some technology issue at Circus, so I'm paranoid. I want to put in my picks an hour before, just in case. Makes sense for sure. Makes sense. I mean, like because like any minuscule advancement I'm going to get in that last hour pales compared to the epic fail of like I have like a little mini stroke and I don't get my picks in or oh, my yeah. or my plus, phone breaks. The, plus the stress of it, you yeah. know, to some degree. So so I literally submitted Buffalo and and Buffalo and Denver were my last two games in. But Buffalo was the fifth one. Now, that really was the last one. Okay. As in if you only had four picks required, you would have left off Buffalo. Right. And the sixth pick was the Titans plus oh, seven. I like the Titans a lot. So I literally 
hit submit, and five minutes later, my wise guys start say, "Oh, Fez, Lawrence, there's a word. His 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 legs not close to 100 percent. Titans are completely the right side." And so, if I hadn't gotten that update, Ooh. that would have like literally, I picked Buffalo up Buffalo out, Buffalo out, Tennessee. Titans plus seven, which was it, it was really the same thing. Tennessee was 6.75, mm-hmm. and Buffalo was 7.25. So the line value was the same on both of those. And if I'd gotten the memo. Literally ten minutes before, it's like so. It's like two forty-five on Saturday, and I I literally hit submit, and then like at two fifty, oh Titans, you want to put your best people on them, Fez. Now back to when you submit. See at the Super Contest, if you submit by nine p.m., you can do it remotely Saturday night. But if you submit in person, you can do it by midnight. Well, one of the nice things about the in person, and Mackenzie does a good job, where he's been down there for years on Saturday night grinding is there's no stress that there's going to be long lines or anything. Right. right? Is I, Like this week I got it into him like 11.50, no problem. But this was the first time, by the way, ever that I sent him five picks and I pulled one back at the last second. Interesting. Thank God, because I, I had Cleveland, because I figure, all right, I like Pittsburgh, but you guys like Cleveland. It'll be a kind of a nice hedge. But then I looked and I said, I really like Chicago, and I flipped it. So both won. So I'm 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 fortunate the way that went, but for you, if you went down there, there's such big lines, you might have to worry about like what time do you have to hey, get? Oh, on? exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean because it's a 4 p.m. deadline, regardless. Yeah. You know? so, so in a weird way, you can't, you don't have because I would think with you in second place, it'd be worth driving down there to gain the extra hour. But there is no extra hour because it's, of the, it's, the, it's the, the issue. same. Yeah. It's the same deadline. So what right? was your next pick? Uh, Rams. So mm-hmm. and that's oh. and that's and the, what was the line? Uh, plus one. Okay, okay. So the Rams were going to lose. It was going to be a losing pick, and then Geno got hurt. Mm-hmm. All right. So the Rams are down nine, and backup quarterback, um, I think it's Drew Locke, did nothing. Yes. And so the Rams win the fourth quarter, 10-0. And ultimately, I'm convinced I don't win if Geno doesn't get. Yeah, Geno comes back, lines up a 55-yard field goal, and they miss. Ultimate plinko. Literally, I'm I'm watching it, and I'm saying, you know what? This is 50-50. You know, this is, you know, kickers are good and the venue's good. So Seattle would have won by two if they make that field goal. Um, Now, this is one where if you play it late, you even win with Seattle. uh, Yes. You know, with the line move. But but in the contest, and we had Seattle, too. Or or check that. We had um, Rams. Rams, too. Hmm? Um, Okay. So now what was left after that? So then the the two, the Sunday night and the Monday night, Denver minus two and a half, um, where Denver completely gets outplayed the entire game by Minnesota. But they still could have stolen it. They had a two-point conversion. They were not successful. And then you had tonight. Uh, what, what order would you put your picks in? You went three and two, so maintaining, if not maybe gaining a little relative. Yeah, I, think I mean, it's hard to gain from second. I'm saying from those behind you. I, th- I think I, it's interesting because I, th- I, I will gain on the top ten, but I'm not sure I'll gain on the top 50, mm-hmm. all right, because the top ten – I, I glanced at it, and they're like chock full of these, you know, of, of similar plays. But you, the deeper you go, the more it becomes somewhat more random. Yeah. So if you think about it, every week that passes, it shrinks a little bit the circle of those who you have to worry about from behind. Real, yes. Realistically. Yes. Right? So if this was, if you were in second right now with one week to go, w- w- your range of outcomes is first and maybe what sixth would be the. I mean, I guess if you went over five, but the. The likely range. The likely range is if, if I go two and three, I'd still finish like tie for fifth. Yeah. yeah. So now with 
six weeks to go or seven at this point? There's, let's see, we're 11 weeks in, so we have seven weeks left. All right, seven yeah. to go. So your range is from first, you know, realistically to like, what, 40th? Oh, I could finish out of the top 100. Oh, I could. Well, that would take a lot of work. Um, if all the line moves lose? You know, and I'm tailing a bunch of them, and they and they have before. But but well, you know, a good rule, a good rule of thumb, like you said, like even when I've had a bad year in the contest, mm-hmm. my bad years I'm usually right around 500. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so f- a 500 record would be pretty disappointing. That's that's kind of like yeah, but what with the only seven weeks, there's going to be a little more range. I could go 17 and 18. That could happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you did, where do you think you'd end up? Probably. Somewhere in the fiftieth range. I, it, See, I, I would think better than that. Could so you, be if you hit fifty-five. So, how many games are different between fifty and fifty-five? So, there's thirty-five games left. Oh, right? I, I see where you're going because, it, like, if I say if I go eighteen, you think and you're going to win it if you hit sixty? Yeah. So it, it would be unrealistic to say. Yeah. That, I mean, that's only one game a week. So, like, like if, if I'm if I'm like six games out, that that, that should have me like. Somewhere between 15th and 25th. Uh, yes, that, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, okay, so did you hedge? Was part of the reason you had Kansas City was you thought, okay, it's going to be isolated. If I want to hedge a little bit, I can. Yes. So I actually hedged by not hedging. Let me explain. Hmm, this is interesting. So I had a chock full of um, um, Philadelphia plus three and a half. So I found an access, a way to get at Philly plus three and a half without going into great detail. Mm-hmm. So, okay. um, and this was at normal juice at on um, parlay cards. Oh, okay. okay, okay, I understand. So, because I had that, you know, and I had Philly and, and those were open part at that point, everything else had been resolved. Yes, okay, and I had teasers on Philly. So, I had um, the I had a bunch of Philly that normally I'd be looking. It's like, boy, I'm overloaded on Philly. I got to mm-hmm. get me some Kansas City. I'm like, don't need no Kansas City. <laughs> but the one circa millions more than offsets all of this in terms of equity and the like. So I was kind of in the catbird seat. How, how much did you value the one game as being worth? You know, I was I was thinking about this, and I was thinking it's probably like twenty five thousand. The one game. Yeah. See, that seems high. Could be. Could be. <clears throat> because if you get in the like the difference between tenth, let's say tenth or one game less than that, that's not even twenty five thousand. So you're I saying thought, yeah, I if think you I stay th- up top for sure. I think it is like twenty thousand. The difference between between like ninth and tenth, I think it's like right in that twenty five thousand range. Okay. So if I said my expectation is to finish tenth, then each game should be worth about a but twenty thousand. Isn't there swing. likely going to be five or six people tied? Even, for- even that makes it worth even more because now instead of finishing, you know, tied for ninth. 12th through 12th, I might finish tie 13 through 16th, right? Yeah. Well, the trick is you don't want to, uh, you can't think like that, I don't think, right? You just got to, because if you start living and dying with every game, yeah. I mean, it, but it, in the back of my head, I got to, I intrinsically, every bet I make, I got to say to myself, hey, as soon as I put that on my contest card, there is no reason I have to bet that anymore because mm-hmm. I, I have an implied bet at a minimum $10,000, right? At least. Now, was your exposure on Philly over over that amount? Uh, it was with if I added up the teasers and what I had with the with the parlay cards, it was right about mm, like fourteen thousand. So, in a weird way, you were light on the hedge. 
I think I was, I was, yeah, if I said it's worth 25000 it I, I was light. Now, having said that, I did get a piece of Philly plus three, which I never, I think about it, I would never have bet Philly. I already got my balls bet on Philly, mm-hmm. but because I got the Circa Millions, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take take me some plus three. So I grabbed, I did gobble up a little plus three, not a lot, in the, that, that popped up in Vegas. So today. coming into the Sunday night game, how were you feeling at three and out? I... Phenomenal, phenomenal, <laughs> and and then I mean I just plinkoed the Rams where I, I right, just so stolen the Rams, y- s- stolen did you Cleveland. See, did you ever see the movie um, Mean Girls? No, I've well, heard of it. All right, well there's a famous thing where there's a, a girl that's trying to make fetch a thing, hmm. <laughs> and throughout or at a given point they say fetch is not happening. Plinko's not happening, Fez. So a coin flip, you want to say? Yeah. So okay. I just stolen two coin flips with Cleveland and with the Rams, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why not another one? Give me, give, well, yeah. you know, give me an undeserved win on Denver, and then it it, it it didn't come to fruition. One thing I'll say, it wasn't like I was really stressed out because a lot of the top ten had Denver and they had Kansas City also. So I'm looking at my competitors right now. Net net, it really didn't matter. But the, the but the problem is that there's all these people that are in the top forty are also still all in striking distance, and they don't all have it. And now I'll be sweating them all out because they'll be moving up in the standings. Now, most of the time, just by definition, when you're competitive in any of these, you're going to be amongst those on the outside. Meaning, for every time you know you think of the range of outcomes, out of the money, in the money, slightly if you get lucky at the end of the year, all the way up to I could win it if I get lucky from here, all the way up to being in the lead. Don't you feel like almost in the lead now, you almost resent those other people trying to somehow elbow their way into your your rightful place? Nah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's like, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, it's not like a poker tournament. You know, in a poker tournament, I, I think you'd have a, a legitimate argument where a, guy, a dude can have like $10 million. You see this all the time. And someone else has $1 million, And then you come back at the next break. And they both have five million, right? Because he doubles up twice, and um, and the guy with the ten million, you know, winds up get, getting hit with a bad beat, and, and it's and blink, blink, and all of a sudden, you know, the standings change in a poker tournament. That's why I like cash games better. But but in a weird way, what your point you're making is you can't make up ground any quicker than you gained it. That's it's all fair in the end. Exactly. If you have a five game lead with ten to go, it is really. Really difficult to make that up if you're five games out. Yes. Okay, Fez, that's about enough from you. Only handicapping from here. You got it, boss. By the way, if you want to follow some of the ebbs and flows, Fezzik Sports on Twitter slash X. That is F-E-Z-Z-I-K, Fezzik Sports, all one word. Okay. AJ. Well, let's. Let, why don't you read us the line in the first game, the, the early start on Thursday. Detroit minus seven and a half hosting the Packers. All right. So thought number one here, Detroit's defense overrated. Agreed. And the Packers' offense and D, but more offense trending upwards. My gut feeling here is uh, is Packers. That's where I'm starting with a strong lean. What do you guys think? I I feel the same way. If the Lions' defense wasn't throwing up red flags before, the, the Bears game has alarms going off. 25 first downs against the Bears. Uh, 26 points for a team that doesn't even average 20 
points a game. So, uh, and that's after they gave up 38 to the Chargers, 38 to the Ravens. That's all in the last month. The defense, the wheels have kind of fallen off. That Kansas the City defense. game gave us the wrong impression. Without, it did. I think so. And, and I, it, it makes me think that the defense was never really good. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think they've got a good pass rusher. I believe that, but I, I don't think that they're an. I don't even think they're an above average defense. You know, I'm looking towards the over. Because I think the so forty seven it opened forty four and a half. Yeah, um, that's a big. That's some big. That, yeah, oh. well, forty six don't matter, but forty five is important. Forty seven is 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 an important number. The odd numbers, all things being equal, oftentimes are more important than the even numbers. Um, forty one, forty four though is a very key number. Yeah, forty four is uh, good point. The uh, I look I look at the Green Bay win against the Chargers. And I'm sure, you know, I don't even have to do this. But like, even if you say I drop a couple passes, it still was a, a minimum a coin flip game. Yeah, but if there was 10 more points that should have been put on the board by the Chargers. Yeah, but right? then Green Bay would have acted differently. Exactly. So so the point is that 23-20 could have easily turned into 30-30 and the Chargers find a way to lose in overtime. <laughs> but, um, A.J., you, I'm sure you you watch every Charger game. Um, your man, no, I don't. Your man, your man Herbert, like, like hits some receivers, like, right, you know, throws the ball hard, nice spiral. Maybe a little bit too hard. Um, oh, that's the thing. Yeah, I've I've heard that more. Like that happened with Josh Allen last week. He hit his receiver in the hands, and they said Troy Aikman was like, "Put a little too much mustard on that ball." There, there, like, there are times you want to have a catchable ball. Listen, from twenty yards away, an NFL receiver's got to be able to catch a football. If it's thrown hard, it's thrown hard. You're that's your literally Peyton your job. Manning threw a catchable ball. He did. Peyton Manning's probably the, one of the two or three greatest quarterbacks of all time, if not the greatest. You know, I was I was telling RJ that on the goal line, the the, the, the touchdown pass that got dropped, that was thrown to the guys like Chin, and it was like it was right, yeah. it was right at him, and he dropped. That it. was Keenan Allen, and, and I was saying how you know there's too much going on. Even if a guy's you think he's wide open, you can't like take some zip off right, so, in that but, area. But the general point here is maybe the uh, Packers should have given up even more points. No question. What's your general take on the game, Scott? I think that it's a if you're on the Packers, you're buying high on the Packers off the win off the Chargers, and you're selling low on the Lions because of a performance against the Bears last week that was a, a little bit of a, a slip up. But but let's look at the look ahead line, right? We can check that, right? So mm-hmm. Detroit was seven and a half, yep. still seven and a half. So it doesn't look like there's been that adjustment. You know, I got to tell you, this Thanksgiving it's an annual tradition for me to lose money betting sports on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. because what <laughs> happens is that the, this is one of those rare times of the year the public money dwarfs the pros, which that often. Offers more opportunities. Well, it offers you on the dogs, and the dogs tend to get smashed. So, Scott, you got some numbers on what how you do betting dogs on Thanksgiving, right? Big dogs. The, the favorites are, are money on Thanksgiving uh, overall, um, but in terms of the Lions, and I'll give you numbers here on just favorites and in general. But let me just talk about the Lions because being a favorite on Thanksgiving is a rare role for them. Okay, they do extremely well on Thanksgiving in general, covering the spread. As a favorite, though. And we'll go just in the modern era here since 2012. They're 4 0 as a favorite with a massive cover margin. And this game is kind of similar to the first time when these two teams played on Thanksgiving in this kind of span. In 2013, the Lions were a good team, 7 7 and 5. Packers were a sub 500 team at that point. Lions were six and a half point home favorites in that game. And blew out the Packers forty to ten. This was an Aaron Rodgers injury year. This was uh, box score in that game. Stafford against Matt Flynn. Yes, yeah. 
Um, and Stafford, yeah, uh, yeah, Stafford against Matt Flynn. I seem to recall catching like plus seven even money on that game. It's yeah. just like you always get these these bargains. So like whenever I see this, yeah, I, but why would why would the favorites do? I mean, this is small sample size stuff, right? If we think there's inflated lines, we want the dogs, don't we? We we do, but they and I've lost consistently on Thanksgiving taking those inflated to the point where RJ I do everything I can early in the week, early in the cycle to get me some favorites so I don't get my teeth kicked in. So I'm going to tease some Detroit right off. The the bat. I'm gonna it, get. I'm gonna get some Detroit mm-hmm. in is, my portfolio. A, since 2004 on Thanksgiving, uh, favorites are 46 and eight straight up, 36 and 18 on Thanksgiving. The Lions I mentioned they're you know four and zero ATS in that span. As a favorite though, if we go back even further in the wild card era since 1990, Detroit 10 and one straight up as a favorite on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So teasing Detroit down. Could be your angle. Just, just to get in, get in front yeah. of this likely line move. And that way, you know, I feel confident that, I mean, it, it's a long teaser, so it's good to begin with probably. And then when I get these rogue numbers popping up when I'm working and nobody else is working on Thanksgiving because I don't want to eat turkey because it's terrible, um, then I can go ahead and play back and feel good like I'm not naked on Green Bay as I get better and better numbers. As the, yeah, as but the, couldn't you make the case this is one of those asymmetrical risk situations that it could go to seven? Or you don't think that's even possible? I don't think there's—I I think this, that's a good point. If this was a Sunday game, absolutely. But the fact it's a standalone, they're calling those island games mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. And these island games, everyone's going to bet on the favorite. Do you think does the unders that's been happening in primetime games apply to all of these games? No, because it's oh, the unders aren't primetime games. It's primetime night unders. Okay. That's everyone's talking about. It's night. That I don't think it should matter, but, but, but it but, does. That's what that's does the it. I mean, the trends. There's no there's no like authority of trends that's saying what. It, I mean, the theory is what's causing those unders to happen. Change of schedule, right? I. I would say it's 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 the public money inflating the overs to some degree, and point. I would say teams being a little conservative, maybe in front of the world on national TV, or just being out of routine. Yeah, it's a good point also. But this would be out of but this would be out of routine. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you more than Fez. I, I I think this like I I would generally look at unders on these games too. Like I'm really not sure. Does this total keep going higher or lower? I, I do think that no matter no matter what this total is say at, at uh, bookmaker. We're going to get a point higher at Selective Vegas shops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you. I like the Packers, and I like the uh, Washington. I mean, I, I'm almost tempted. I'm almost tempted to um, uh, submit early. I'm going to look at the rest of the card, but I mean, you know, this is now. What are you going to do? Are you even considering that? Submitting early? Oh, I always consider it, but then I—I I mean, because you got four games. I—I I, I always reject it because I don't have—I don't have good enough information. I'm—I'm I'm, I'm saying to myself, you know what? I got a full card. The rest of the games, it's like a. a there's not a full. There's less than four less games. Wait, but but normally, like there, there can be up to just four or so six, six teams six on buys. Teams, so so it's, it's kind of like these teams are. I would just say, oh, these teams are buy teams. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Now, if you like two of these as your top. Uh, five. If you had two on on either Thursday and Friday, would that be enough to play the other three? I have to like them a lot. Okay. I'd not just like. I, in other words, if they were like my second and fifth selection mm-hmm. or second and fourth selection, I wouldn't play it. They'd have to be like one and three. All right. So remember now, if you submit in these contests, at least the uh, circuit millions or the super contest, you have to submit all at once. So if you want Thursday games, you got to submit all five then. And if you don't. Well, you in theory, you could submit on Friday before that game or before the deadline on Saturday, right? Okay. And I almost never would submit just the Friday game because I don't think I'm getting enough 
for like in mm-hmm. one game. Yeah, I agree with versus that. Versus waiting another 24 no, hours. So I think we agree there's more public money. Scott's got good numbers on the history says faves. lines do well, or faves in general, lines do well as a fave. McKenzie's got some good stuff here. Defensive EPA, first four weeks of the year, Detroit was eighth. Eighth on defense. Since then, 25th on defense. Over. Trending. or or But... <laughs> The Packers D looked, uh, yeah, maybe you're right about, yeah. I, Goff's but, played three of his four worst games in the last four weeks. Like, Goff's been trending down, too. So it's like, Yeah, but there's been ro- tough road games mostly. And, I mean, Goff brought him back. you got to give him credit, man. They, they did well in the red. It was, that was, a, listen, the thing that the Lions have impressed me with, they win like a team that's used to winning. Meaning they don't bring their best, but they still cover or still win. They play a road game that's a trap. You hear they that still... a lot. The, the, the sign of a good team is they play their, their, their they play a bad game and still find a way to win. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I would say so far, I, mean, I think what we all should do here is in one of these three games, we got to give one pick. So I'm saying strongly, I'm thinking Packers, but I'm going to hear everyone else out on the next game. So as far as the total is concerned, Fez likes the over mm-hmm. uh, line since 2012 are seven and four to the over on Thanksgiving, but the last two games have gone under. Last year against the Bills, even though it was a 28-25 finish, total was 54 and a half, so it went under. The year before that against the Bears was 16-14, that was an under. And Fez, to your side on the over, like what I said, Goff's been trending down. Jordan Love has played. The last two games were the two best yardage games of his career. Uh, and, in fact, they, they put up almost 400 yards in both those games as a team, which is something the Packers haven't been doing this so, season. So, so maybe, they are trending up. As maybe well. I play Green Bay over 19.5 team total points. That's interesting. Um, remember, the line's much better at home on offense. I mean, I think it all points the over. That's why it's gone up from 44.5 to 47. By the way, this is a 12.30 a.m. start. You might think, okay, Eastern. You might think, well, 1 o'clock versus 12.30, what's the difference? But there's not Thursday well, games that start at 1. is that 12.30 p.m.? Yes, it's p.m. Yeah, oh, uh, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, 9.30 a.m. <laughs> Pacific. True enough. Uh, thank you. Um, but remember now, typical Thursday games start at night. So we're talking yeah. about a half day mm-hmm. less prep. Now, these are in division, all these. So th- there's a reason for that. They want on the less prep of this to give the familiarity of division. Well, in general, don't you – don't better teams, like – have more success if if all things are equal. If both teams have less prep, you want to count on the more talented team. That's a good point. Now in division, I think it's a little less the case because you're already pretty familiar. But it's the old saying: is it the X's and O's or the Jimmys and the Joes? Well, if you don't have time to do a lot of X's and O's, it has to be the players, right? Yep. Um, which is probably a reason why. On in, in fact, that makes a ton of sense, AJ. It's a good point. Is Scott's trend saying, "Hey, favorites do better." Well, a lot of that has to do with on Thursday in general, favorites do better. Mackenzie, can you pull up, uh, count all Thursday games and yeah. go from 12 on? But I think seven or more is, is, is pretty extreme. And that's the one to check since we're sitting at seven and a half in the lines. So touchdown favorites, uh, I just have Thanksgiving specific. Yeah. And this article I'm reading goes back to 2006. Touchdown favorites are a higher 21 and two straight up, 17 and six ATS. Okay, so that's me being sad on Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Now looking at all Thursday games here, um, thirty-two and twenty-four uh, since two thousand twelve, so fifty-seven percent, about two points to the favorite. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, all right. Uh, do me a favor. Do, go in division. So do, is this enough to get keep you off the Packers? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. 
But there's a, there's another side of this too. In division favorites over a touchdown don't do well at yeah. all typically. Um, so sixteen and ten in division. Yep. Wow. Huh. Do me a favor. Look at uh, say not Thursday, any other day, and keep everything the same. Mm. So division not Thursday. And favorite seven or more. No, it's it's beforehand. It'll be space. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Boy, everything's changed since lately. So favorites of seven or more in division on any day but Thursday since 2012, 52.5%. Wow. Yeah, really. 1.48 points. Okay. So next game. Washington is catching 11 at Dallas, totaling that game up to 48 and a half. Now, this is something I don't think I've ever seen before, and I wonder. Mackenzie, look at um, three being favored by 10 points or more three straight games. Let's start there because that's Dallas now. They've been – and they've covered the first two, which is going to make this even more narrow. But I just want to see three. Why don't you guys start, and and we'll dig into this. So we know the Cowboys are terrible on Thanksgiving. Uh, Six and 12 against the spread on Thanksgiving since 2005. Um, They've just – they, they have lost four straight ATS on Thanksgiving. However, over the last 30 years, favorites of 10 points or more mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving, uh, 11-0 ATS. Wow. Okay, so it's back to the Jimmys and the Joes, I think. Now, if we look at teams just favored by 10-3 straight, the third game, they're 30-39. and 39, And that's going way back now to 1990. Mm. Um, maybe take a gander at 12 on. I'm R.J. Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas, and they got a water bottle, and they got, like, a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1 and all of a sudden you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With pick six, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. And from 12 on, they are 9-5. and five. Okay. Now, that's interesting. Favorites have done better during that time. All right. Go back to the—go back—go from 94 on, which is going to be my new longer-term one because uh, of the rules changes that I finally realized that were important in 94. And um, make it where it's an ATS win in the first two. And let's see what we can get here. All right, Fez, what's your thoughts as we dig this out? I think Dallas is an incredibly— rested team, if you will, considering, well, they just destroyed the Giants and they just got to, you know, workmanlike win against Carolina. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So on a short week like this, and remember, Washington's playing these games coming down to the to, to the wire, having to play each and every minute like it's like their season, whereas Dallas has just gotten to coast. That's got to be an advantage energy-wise for Dallas. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, by the way, this surprises me. Third straight game, favored by 10, covering the first two, 9-9 nine and nine only. So that's not bad at all. You thought it'd be below 500. Yeah, me it, too. it actually is if you only have two games, it's, which is interesting because that's the spot they were in last week. Um, do this since 12. I bet it will be a winner. I bet. Let's see. Uh, since 12, it's 4-1. and one. Wow. And it's under by th- it's it's a sh- only five games, but it's under by f- about three and a half points. Mm. Okay, all right, yeah, this is talking me off these dogs. I will say this: I think Washington schematically has trouble against the Giants, obviously. And this game, they had six turnovers. It- it's deceiving. I think. I mean, we thought Washington was. I mean, they were favored by almost ten in that game, right? So we were high on them. Now they're they're in the toilet. I'm not sure that that's fair. Six turnovers happen sometimes, right? So how much can you downgrade Washington from that? Yeah. The well, the the idea is that Devito was a complete and utter joke, and I know it's not a lot of yards, but he put 300 yards but up do you on think your he defense. He was an utter joke if they were choosing to keep start him. I mean, obviously they're trying to win. We can say the Giants are tanking. They aren't. <clears throat> and they tried to almost beat Buffalo not that long ago. So to me, it feels like that they chose to start him. They could have signed Flacco or all these people. I mean, they have Barkley as you know, yeah. perfectly capable third-string quarterback. <laughs> so, so everyone says one thing until they see one other thing. Then they yeah. say, oh, I mean, it does seem Maybe like— Maybe he's more mobile and the offensive line is so atrocious yeah. that they're like, well, whoever's, if, if we put a statue back there, we'll get killed. So we need a guy that can scramble. Mm-hmm. Dex nine and two in his career against Washington, and the average margin in those nine wins has been over sixteen points per game. Like he blows this team out of the water, mm-hmm. and this is this to me is just that's been mostly during Riverboat Ron's tenure. So it, it looks just a lot like a another Dallas at home bully spot, and that, that's what yeah. they've done every every home game this Except year. Washington played two competitive games against Philly. I mean, I, I would make the case Washington is probably – now, I think there's a chance that, that Rivera is going to get – I think it's almost certain he's going to get yeah, fired. I think, so, I think yeah. this game made it certain. Maybe there's a you know disruption in the building you know, I, where he's distracted or what. I don't know. 
But I don't. This line's too high. Hey, I wanted to ask you. So I'm, I mean, it shouldn't probably matter, but maybe it does. That the whole idea that like new facility in Washington, it's like okay, we're going to take care of our players better, and then the whole you know the locker rooms not functioning, the showers afterwards. Are the players like? Does that make them completely um, unhappy with their with where they are? And do you think that has any effect at all? So, so what? There's reports that, game. Uh, that, that the showers weren't working. Yeah, cold water only, no water pressure. Yeah, but that's a stadium thing, right? Yeah, I mean, I, but it speaks to the organization. Well, it you know, speaks the, for, to the former organization. You can't rebuild yeah. a stadium, or the, you can't put new piping in, right? In in a, in a month. Um, but I'm sure. Listen, if you're a millionaire showering in the cold after you just you know played a tough game, I, I don't think that makes you happy. Yeah. But the line was nine and a half before last. Uh, the look ahead. Now it's eleven. What I mean, I don't believe Washington. I mean, that's a significant downgrade. Right, well, Dallas. Play, Dallas with the blowout win, so you know. But, you, you, but Dallas gets upgraded by a half. Get, and, a half yeah, and, but the Giants, and, and Washington goes down a point. Giants they were it. almost double-digit dogs, and they beat them outright. But they had six turnovers. Like you can't win with six turnovers. You, you, I don't. I don't even know what's the record with six, minus six in turnover. Were they minus six in yeah. turnover? Has yeah. anyone won minus six yeah, in turnover? That's a great. Never. I would guess never. I bet. I'll get, I guess. Two, almost, I guess two and, and like two hundred. It's almost like having a winning record. So was. Was Washington's win total six and a half, Fez? It was. Do we think they're going to go over that? No, God, no. I, I don't the think so either. Too tough. How many like, wins do they have? They have now? Four. four. They're going to they're going to win five and out with with a chance to win six. I, I just think like the when they traded away those those pass rushers, it just feels like they're one in sixty three straight up. <laughs> there you go. Doesn't it doesn't it feel like this is Washington Super Bowl, right? Like this is the game. This. You're on, you're on national television. Yeah. They're not going to be on primetime ever again this season. Like, this is their game to shine. And then the, the situation just works out for them. The Cowboys 1-11 and 11 ATS in their past 12 Thanksgiving games. That's they're the only failing to cover. Dallas is a big favorite at home. They're failing been bad. to cover by 11.8 points per game. Dak Prescott is 1-5 ATS on Thanksgiving. So, so you like Washington? I like Washington plus the, plus the over 10. Now, so you, as far as wins... Uh, Washington still has to play not only at Dallas, they have to play Miami, San Francisco, and Dallas again. So they have two winnable games at the Rams, at the Jets. It looks like one looks like one more win to me. Five wins. Well, you you give me a you give me a total of one and a half? No. Okay. Because they could steal one of these four. All right. Yeah. So they ain't getting to seven though. Let's make sure we know what happened in this game against the Giants. Minus six in turnovers. They ran 23 more plays than the Giants, and they had 28 first downs in the game. And the Giants had 13. 13-28. McKenzie, just with that number, what, what does that project the score to be? Nothing else. Say that one more time. <clears throat> 28 first downs versus 13. What score is projected from that? 16.5 point win. I'll, I'll grab that. Yeah, so we got our. I think our formulas are pretty similar. Yeah, the first down differential times one point one. So the on you know at the snap on the line of scrimmage, Washington dominated. They had six turnovers. I I, I like Washington here too, actually. Fez, you said something that struck me. You said Dallas is a big home favorite. Is is not good? Or are you talking about just on Thanksgiving? No, I've, globally every game. 
Well, and again, we're it, well. They, they're four home games this year. They've won by an average of twenty-seven and a half points. Maybe we could pull back the last twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. I years. think in general, the Cowboys public post team. Jimmy Johnson, where they've always been a public team, or in the modern era. I mean, since the seventies, right? But I think they've had bad coaching generally since Jimmy Johnson, and those teams tend to be lax when they're bigger favorites. I don't think that's the case now necessarily. Though they've gotten very lucky. I mean, they've had a lot of pick sixes in these games. This guy has four pick sixes now. Their cornerback. Diggs. No. Oh, the other one. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Diggs Diggs had it like a couple years ago. Yeah. I mean, and Diggs is out for the year. But um, by the way, as we're thinking, and then we're going to transition to the last game, I'm going to make Scott and AJ a little jealous. So... I heard someone talking about Dak for MVP, and I thought that makes a lot of sense. So I look at the odds, and it circus twenty-five to one. I'm thinking, oh, that looks good. So I talked to Fez, and there's a thirty-five to one out there, and I'm thinking, all right. So I found this model that models MVP, and it takes into account the yards passing, wins, interceptions, EPA, and touchdowns thrown, and I model it out, and I use ChatGPT to help because it's a pretty advanced stuff. And it turns out that Tua has, by this model, a 36% chance to win. And Tua is like 5-1. to one. So you're thinking, all right, that's a pretty good one. The second favorite, but not great, second favorite, oh, here's the information. The second favorite is Dak at 24%. So 3-1, to one, right, effectively. And then you look at it, it has Hurts at 5%, Mahomes at 19 Lamar Jackson at zero, Purdy wow. at nine, Allen at uh, Josh Allen at two percent, Goff at zero, and Stroud at zero. And I'm getting thirty-five to one. I like that. Well, yeah, you like thirty-five to one. Yeah, but, but the other- I think Dak. I would. I would like Dak at. I would have liked him at twenty-five to one. I think Dak. Yeah, is- I like him at any number north of what the favorites are. But when it comes down to the favorites, like right now, Jalen Hurts is overtaking Mahomes because of yeah, the performance yeah. in this game. And even though it wasn't a great performance, oh, it's it going to take is Dallas. Dallas beating them in Dallas, and that's the thing. It, it's it's because it's a voted on award. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you throw the numbers out, and it's like, well, no, what? but this is this is the thing that these are the numbers that the the public or the voters tend to take advantage or value because it's it's modeled against the history of the MVP, where it says what numbers matter. Yeah. But I think in a year like this, where everything's very close mm-hmm. with this numbers, it comes down to. Somebody having like, uh, for lack of a better term, the Heisman moment, and I mm-hmm. think and it, a recency it, bias yes. towards so December performance. If at the end of the season you're looking at a game where the Cowboys beat the Eagles, yep. then yes, which is a fifty-fifty proposition. Yeah, and we're going to bet Dallas at pick them against the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you I that pr- right I now. I that will, will yeah. that will that's be a, it's a Sunday night game. So that's you don't like have to buy a, my NFC East game of the year. That's going to be it. But uh, Dak, but Dak, look at the, look at the schedule for the Cowboys. So after the Commanders and the Seahawks next week. It's the Eagles game, then at the Bills, at the Dolphins, home against the Lions on Monday Night Football. You know what that is, oh, though? You know what I love that? That's three bad defenses in yes. a row you yeah. just That's made. exactly what I just thought. And those are three but they're prime big, time. But they're big, big name, name teams. teams. Big it, name it'll teams. be big wins if you can get them. And there you go. Yeah. But they're bad defenses. So if they win those games, then Dak will shoot up. And, and in, the, in the first game that the Eagles won, Dak handily outplayed oh, yeah. Jalen Hurts. Her, I don't think Hurts has any chance to win it, to be honest. I don't either. He's it's limping around. He, yeah, it's going to be hard. No, uh, not any chance. I'm saying he's not the favorite. The yeah. rushing touchdowns, though. 
Yeah, yeah. Yes. No, no, listen. If they don't lose another game, mm-hmm. even if he limps through, that he probably yeah. If they're sixteen and one, he's yeah, yeah he's winning. But if Dallas beat, I mean, it's gonna be. All I know is this: right now, if I was booking it. I wouldn't want to give more than like eight or nine to one to someone. That's else. a great point because, like, literally, if someone said, "Well, wait, but, you know, it's twenty-five to one. You know, well, you want to book book it to me at eighteen to one?" I'd be like, "Of course not." So that's what shows. Yeah, we got to bet more on this. The um now the unfortunately because we got a nice piece or a piece at thirty-five to one. That's nice because you know it scales out. But um the odds now have just over the weekend have dropped to what sixteen to one at most places. Oh boy. So we were a little ahead of it. See, Fez didn't even read my email. He just took didn't the, even see it. But it's all—I'm sure <laughs> but, it was but sitting out there. The text was enough, you know. Said, it's like I'm a vegetable by Saturday night. It's like, and also I'm like, oh, I'm, you I'm, should be. I mean, you work. I mean, you work hard, man. I mean, seriously, this these this season especially. Well, I mean, these, it, it, it sounds easy, like with the college football, but it's like you know, a big part of mine is is like I'm. I'm basically, I can't name a player. Um, I'm just looking at a composite of like all my different sharps. Of course, I can name you, a few players. You I'm might, kidding. you might have, you might have to miss a few in game uh, bets to get a rest, maybe. Because, I mean, you're risking I, a million in the circa you, you, over you, you, what? You know, and, and specific to that, like, I got guys now get, get, they're coming out with plays at 6.20 in the morning and 6.30 in the morning. And, like, I, I, I've said enough. Is, I, got, I got people. Yeah. I got people for that. Uh, yes, they can take care of it. All right. So let's do a half a handicap on that last game. 49ers, Seahawks, 49ers, six and a half with a little extra juice moving to seven. What do you think, AJ? I think if this wasn't the NFC West where, you know, the the circle of life, as we mm-hmm. call it, where Pete Carroll has general success against Kyle Shanahan, this feels like a game where the, the Niners should smash them. Geno Smith playing, I think, is almost a positive because he's going to be limited. You know, with you're talking about triceps so, issues. Uh, that, that limits you throwing. They're without their starting running back. The offensive well, line. Their running backs are interchangeable, I think, pretty much. I don't think so. Really? I, I think they thought that was going to be the case coming into the year, but they've leaned on Walker so heavily that it makes me wonder if Charbonnet is is there yet. Uh, but the offensive line's been so bad in recent weeks that, like, this is this is the not the team you want to play when your offensive line is is struggling. So, um, Seattle feels like they are. I don't know if they're coming down to earth or they're just they're they're falling apart. I'm not really sure, but Seattle doesn't feel like as strong of a team as they felt like even a month ago. You know, what's interesting is I I would make the case Seattle kicked the Rams' ass and played a really good game, and then Geno got hurt and and much despised Drew Locke came in and and they blew the game because of that. So I think that's fair. I think it's fair. Here's the thing: Rams have had their number, and that's been two of their losses. Right? They lose a game. Um, you know, otherwise, let's think of their losses. They got beat bad by Baltimore, which Baltimore's done that to Detroit. Baltimore tends to do that to out-of-conference opponents because Lamar is a unique player. And it's, if you're not familiar, the Steelers do so much better against Lamar, for example, than, than teams unfamiliar. Yep. And the other loss was the Bengals at Cincinnati. When since he was playing, and, and well, that was one where since he wasn't playing great, but, but Seattle should have won. They dominated the stats. Yeah. So... And they've got a good win in Detroit. You know, that's, that's they got a, a good that's win a in Detroit. Win. They got a, I mean, that Cleveland win is pretty solid. Yeah. Though it was a, you know, not fluky, but they got a little, it was a coin flip at minimum, if not a little less than a coin flip. So my thought is this Seattle is underrated, but the 49ers might be underrated right now because I think Purdy is playing at a level I didn't expect. He's had the best two games. Any player has ever had passer rating wise. No player over two games has played. Crazy. So why aren't we talking about him for MVP? Possibly. 
I think it's valid, and, and he's like nine to one. I, I I think he probably has as good. I I think if he keeps playing like this, he has a hell of a chance. Um, you know, come on. I mean, he's a seventh round pick, so at some point he turns into a pumpkin. You think, but maybe he doesn't. Tom Brady. Let, let me explain why we can't bet San Francisco in this game. All right. All right. What's the best San Francisco could be in the league? The best, the best team in the league by how much? By how much margin? By a over who? Over the, I think over by, the, Ravens. the second above best an team. average team. Oh, okay. Let's say. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Over the best it. team. Over over Baltimore and over Kansas. I think they're City. maybe a point better than Baltimore. I accept that. That I think that's, that's, high, high, that's the high end. That's the high end. Okay, they're an eight. We're going to rate them as an eight. How Seattle? Eight better than an average team. How Seattle? Are they an average team? I think Seattle's an average team. That's the worst they can be. That's, that's the ver- by far the worst. So, they so, exactly. So, so the highest valuation humanly possible in San Francisco would be, zero would, be an eight, would be a zero. Would be would be zero versus an eight. And, you got and Seattle's field. got a very nice home field. Mm-hmm. Give them two for home field, game. but we're going into a key through the seven, so I can get to six point seven five. So the highest I can make this game is six point seven five. So there's no way the Geno Smith injury would yeah, be. Yeah, well, that's the and way. a running back injury. That is the way. Well, so again, that that's I don't think that uh, does that that doesn't even move at a quarter point. Yeah, does it? I, 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 a, a big downgrade. It might it might be half because because remember now I don't even know who the third string running back is. Below Charbonneau. I'm guessing he's Charbonneau. I'm guessing he can run for 120 yards. I mean, what I'm saying is these third string backs seem to step fresh, in and run, because yeah. they got fresh legs yeah. and, and everything. But but this is a great point. If Gino isn't healthy, because now remember he had, he was banged up enough that he couldn't play for a quarter, and then he came back in mm-hmm. and he actually led them to what could have been the game winning drive until they lost the coin flip mm-hmm. on the field goal. But he might have got shot up. I mean, who knows? Yeah. So, night favorites. The NFL started the third Thanksgiving game in 2006. Remember, they they added the Mm -hmm, the NBC mm -hmm. night game on on, uh, 2006. Since then, the night favorite is 12-4 ATS on Thanksgiving. The unders are 11-5 in those games, 7-1 in the past eight. Hmm. If you're looking for favorites on the road on Thanksgiving... In the past 20 years, favorites of seven or more on the road on Thanksgiving, 9-0 and straight up, 8-1 and ATS. The only loss was last year the Bills didn't cover. So say that one more time. Favorites on the road Thanksgiving from favorites when to of, when? Favorites of seven or more mm-hmm. on the road in the past 20 years on, in the, on Thanksgiving, 9-0 and straight up, 8-1 and ATS. So this is the, the short rest, the dominant team if you're favored by this seven or more. This is my sad Thanksgiving. Like I yeah. said, every— Thanksgiving night, it's like a somber mood in the household after we lose the late game. So it's six and a half. It's a lean. Lane seven, best bet. <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm on the 49ers either way. Wait till it goes seven and a half and then really go in. Because, because what have the 49ers shown us when healthy? They're the best team? They're the best team in the NFL. And but, they score an average of... What they but score, if Gina's, They scored 27 this past week, which is a little disappointing because they usually score over 30. You don't worry about <laughs> the Pete Carroll, uh, how he's traditionally had uh, good success against well, Shanahan? If you look at Shanahan, and McKenzie put this up, 7-6 and six Shanahan against Pete Carroll, ATS, so it's pretty oh, much... Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's evened out in the last couple of years. You know, it's interesting because with, with the quarterback banged up, that they should run the ball more, but Walker's injured, so we don't know how injured we don't. We're Geno Smith is yeah. right, so maybe he's. So to me, this is the perfect game that we can delay live I mean, wagering too. Yeah, but what I'm saying is we're going to have another pod that we yes. tape on Wednesday. We'll have more Geno Smith more info ideas. and practice reports. Right. I like that. All right, guys, we promised it. So AJ, we'll start with you. First two games, unless you really like the third. 
You can go side total. You could go team total. What do you got? Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys team total over. All right, Cowboys to score over. By the way, the Commanders, they had nine sacks against the Giants, but 11 quarterback hits. So 20 times he went to the ground, DeVito. The Giants offensive line is not I a know. offensive line. And by the way, the number is 28 and a half. Whoa, right above that key number, yep. huh? What do you got, Fez? Green Bay team total over 19 and a half points. You're stealing my pick, huh? I, you say I don't listen to you. <laughs> what do you guys got? Uh, I'm going to go with the over 47 and a half lines and Packers. All right. Well, you can get a 47. Take a 47. I'll take a 47. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Be good to yourself. Fez stole my pick. No, I, I would say it's equal to, but I do like Washington here. This is just too high. Give me the 11. And, and How about Washington Post? Do you think? It probably is going I mean, to you know better than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so whatever it is, it posts. It is a better matter. bet now. If it goes to ten and a half, I think you grab it up because I don't. I, now it's asymmetrical at that point, right? Right, Ten's right, a key right. You don't want to miss a ten and a half. If it goes to ten and a half, grab it. But if it doesn't, wait till post. You might get you might 12. get a twelve. Yeah. All right. So remember now, if you haven't listened to the recap, it's excellent. All right, we've done that. We're going to have the early pod that comes out overnight Wednesday that's going to have the Thursday night game with a, probably the a same game parlay mm-hmm. on this and the Friday handicap. Then by Thursday morning, you get the Saturday-Sunday stuff. Subscribe. Thank you, everyone. Dak Prescott all the way. MVP. <laughs> Talk to you soon.